0: new
1: york and one zero seven one wlir hampton Mays. it's the 77 wabc news hour talking the news with noah laden all the news you need to know with joe nolan traffic justin ellick sports lou dobbs business and now talking the news with noah on 77 wabc
2: yeah that's me Good morning. It is Friday, March 24th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Cloudy day on the way today. High 53 tonight and overnight. Could see some rain, low 42. Saturday rain, high 48. Sunday sunshine, high 60. If you are walking out the door with us right now and so happy you are, It is 47 and cloudy here in Midtown, 49 degrees out on Long Island, and 50 and cloudy in northern New Jersey. It is a big day here at 77 WABC.
1: Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D.
2: Yeah, we're going to be celebrating Greek Independence Day all day long. And uh, I am, well, I'm pretty damn excited about it, I got to tell you. As i have said on the air many times before, my folks... Made their home in Israel Which is just an hour flight from Greece So we spent a lot of time in Greece in my childhood In my adult life I love the country I love the food And I love the music Uh, both civilizations, right? Greece, Israel, beginning, go back to the beginning of time. They share a lot in common. And so I will be out there celebrating with John, Margot, and all these great guests that we'll have all day long right here, 77 WABC, as we spell, celebrate Greek independence. Play great music like this. Yeah. So make sure you tune in all day. John will kick off Greek Independence Day right here, 77 WABC, starting at around 7.05 this morning. So you make sure you tune in for that. And uh, when I'm eating the great Greek food, I'll be thinking all of you. All right, let's get into the uh, headlines. The top five at five. A gunman opened fire on NYPD cops last night. Is Donald Trump off the hook here in New York? 200 kids called out sick at a Long Island high school this week. New York has a new rat czar, and it's not Curtis Lewa. And are they really going to take away our TikTok fun? 503 let's jump right into it this happening last night a man in custody shots fired at nypd cops who were sitting in a marked vehicle last night in the east village the shooting taking place east fourth street this was about eight o'clock officers located the gunman pretty quickly thank god they uh, he then he had some point turned and shot at the vehicle. They're not really sure why he shot multiple times. The good news here, the officers were not hurt. The officers returned turned fired. They did not hit this gunman. But again, they have cowered him. The suspect taken into custody. Both officers who were involved in the shooting taken to a local hospital for ringing in their ear. 503 now officials investigating after swastikas were drawn in multiple locations in Forest Hills, Queens. Let's find out the latest now live from 77 WABC's Alec Barnard. uh, Alex Barnard, let me get your name right. Uh, Good morning, Alex.
5: Don't pull a Curtis there, no. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good morning, and yes, that's right. The president of the Reform Temple of Forest Hills is sending a message to the suspect.
6: Recognize that what you're doing
7: is despicable, horrible.
5: News 4 New York reports one man is likely responsible for all the incidents at six locations over the last two weeks, including the reformed temple of Forest Hills, a school in Rego Park, and a co-op in Forest Hills. Video shows a man wearing a navy blue jacket, gray pants, and a tattoo on his neck using a brick to etch swastikas on the sidewalk outside the temple. The Hate Crimes Task Force is investigating. Now this news comes as the Anti-Defamation League released a shocking report that New York led the country in anti-Semitic attacks last year. Scott Richmond, regional, regional director of the ADL in New York and New Jersey, spoke to ABC7.
6: People look for scapegoats when when there's stresses on society, the economy or COVID or Ukraine, you know, whatever it happens to be. That's for sure in 2022, but it's not just about that. It's longer term factors like the rise of social media and the idea of all the hate and misinformation that's on social media, the megaphone that this gives to haters. In total, 580
5: anti-Semitic attacks were reported across the state in 2022, a 39% increase from 2021 and more than double the number from a decade ago.
2: You know, what's so interesting here, Alex, right? The, uh, outside of Israel, New York City has the largest Jewish community in the world. So you would think this stuff wouldn't happen here for that reason, but I guess that's not the case. It, hate comes in
5: all shapes and sizes, Noam. It's really unfortunate.
2: Yeah. And what's happening here is the w- people who are being attacked are the ones, from what I can tell from your story, the people who are identifiably Jewish. So in those Orthodox communities where, um, Uh, They're wearing traditional Jewish, uh, uh, you know, long black coats, the beards, the yarmulkes. Uh, Those are where most of those attacks are taking place.
5: Right. And uh, I mean, nothing has been said, at least uh, from the reports that I've seen about anything specific to that nature, but it certainly does seem to be that that is the case
2: all right 77 wabc's alex barnard thank you very much 506 one person has died remember we told you last week about this overdose at a mall in hackensack it was at the shops at riverside five people found in the garage there last week had overdosed on something that was laced with fentanyl well one of those five has passed away now boy is this sad 29 year old michelle adieu she died from the overdose she's a mom of a nine-year-old
0: michelle was one of the most amazing people i've ever met it's happened so fast nobody got to say goodbye nobody knew that this would happen she was loud you knew when she was there at work Um, she was one of the people that trained me when i first started working
2: So apparently all five of these women who overdosed in the parking garage at this mall worked at the Cheesecake Factory together, so they all knew each other.
0: She was a single mom. She did everything for her daughter. Her daughter meant everything to her. Her daughter was nine years old. Um, The biggest lesson is make sure that the people that
8: are close to you know that that. You
2: love them. Yeah, good advice there. A GoFundMe page has been set up for Michelle Edu, E-D-O-O-O, if you want to contribute, but just an awful story. Meanwhile, two people taken into custody in connection with this case, including one person who went to Patterson to buy the drugs and the dealer Who sold him the drugs? B-O-A-B-C, Newstime 509. Former President Trump wants the Manhattan D.A. booted from office immediately. He went on to a social media site, Truth Social, yesterday calling for Democrat Alvin Bragg, calling him a danger to our country. The call comes, of course, as the New York City grand jury considers whether to indict Trump in a case involving him and alleged money paid to adult film actress. adult film actress? Adult porn star. Here we go. Stormy Daniels to cover up an affair. Were you listening to Katz and Cosby last night and over the whole last week? Boy, they've been all over this story. Uh, Yesterday, Bob Costello, who was uh, a key witness for Donald Trump, who had gone before the grand jury on Monday, talking more about what it was like to see this grand jury who's going to make this decision, who have Donald Trump's fate in their hands, and what he thinks might happen.
4: I could see at least six of the heads of the grand jury Shaking the head up and down, like, yes. And then I turned to the grand jurors and I held them in my hand and I said, And you people should demand this. And I said, I don't know why the district attorney is not showing this material to you. I sent this and five memos of contemporaneous meetings. With Cohn at the Regency Hotel office.
2: And this is what he's talking about. He's talking about the emails, uh, over 300, that he sent to the DI, DA's office. And he said only six of those emails have been presented to the grand jury. First meeting,
4: which was the one I talked about a lot, because what he told us there was completely contrary to what he said on television he was going to tell the grand jury.
2: And so why has there been this delay, right? They were expected to meet on Wednesday. It's Monday and Wednesday are the normal days for the grand jury to meet, any grand jury for that matter. Thursday afternoon, that's an extra day sometimes. Well, we found out yesterday none of that was going to happen, so there was no Wednesday, there was no Thursday. And this all came after Bob Costello went before the grand jury. So did he punch enough holes in the DA's case that they're trying to figure out what to do now? I think the
4: Manhattan DA is uh, pausing and reconsidering what their actions were going to be because of the presentation that I gave at the grand jury on Monday. I think I really stirred up those grand jurors because i presented i told them i have 321 emails here and yet the da is only putting in six he claimed because it was hearsay well of course if that's true then the six that he put in would be hearsay but i explained to him that uh these records were made and maintained in the regular course of business and it was the regular course of business to make and maintain those records which means they're business records which means in terms of evidence it's an exception to the hearsay rule. So I told him right in front of the grand jury, your legal claim has no foundation.
2: It would be pretty amazing if that was the testimony that stopped this from happening, because usually the D.A. has a slam dunk case before they when they go before the grand jury. Uh, Katz and Cosby did not stop there. They also had Joe Tacopina, who, of course, is representing Donald Trump.
8: Look, there could be, it could be as simple as logistical issues and scheduling issues, but I have to believe That something is going on inside the district attorney's office that's causing them to take a step back and say, hey, what are we doing here? I think enough people have come out on both sides of the fence, left side, right side, middle, you know, and have said this is outrageous. This violates rule of law. This puts our country in a position where we're on par with, you know, the Soviet Union, China, Nazi Germany, where we take a person and we look for a crime. We do not do
2: that in this country. So the D.A. brag, we have not heard anything from him. He's been silent. Uh, so will the grand jury, when will they meet again? The thought is, of course, it would be next week. And by the way, oh, by the way, so Cats and Cobbies, Cosby, is on the opposite five from us, 12 hours away. So we're five in the morning. They're five in the afternoon. Hopefully both of those things are appointment radio for you. By the way, while we're talking about 77 WABC, want you to know tonight at 8 o'clock, Governor Andrew Cuomo will be here live and in person and is doing an hour show tonight. And what I've heard is he's going to take your calls. So that should be interesting. I know I will be tuning in, uh, especially if he takes your calls. So tonight, 8 o'clock, Governor Cuomo is going to talk about the state of New York, the state of the country, and then apparently... He's going to take your calls as well. So make sure you tune in at 8 o'clock. 514 now. Spring break shootings have left two people dead so far in Miami Beach. And the vice chair there, Stephen Miner, says they have to do something to end this senseless violence. Uh, Been really, really violent during spring break this year. Why? They don't really know. So on Monday, he's introducing an initiative to put metal detectors in a perimeter around Ocean Drive. Ocean Drive. If you're not familiar with Miami Beach is the main drag where everybody hangs out.
0: Similar to what's done for, let's say, an ultra uh, music festival where it's public property, but yet there is a large secured perimeter and you have to go through metal detectors to get in. I mean, this is terrible
2: publicity for Miami Beach. Who wants to go knowing that you have to go through a metal detector to go to Ocean Drive? Commissioners voting against a curfew, but they are taking action to stop the violence. There's a crackdown on drunk driving with DUI checkpoints. All city parking garages will close at 9. They're also restricting vehicle access to residential neighborhoods. UI
0: checks the police department will be doing. We're closing parking garages at 9 p.m., uh, restricting access of vehicles to residential neighborhoods. I think I all said that already. Because I am not going to stand and live through another year of what we've seen this year with the violence and people getting shot on our streets. Yeah, so just,
2: just crazy. It makes you think, why would you go there for spring break? 5.15 now, first check on this Friday morning. Let's head over to the 77WABC Sports Desk. We say happy Friday. Good morning, Justin Ellis.
0: Well, happy Friday, Noam Miladen, and good morning to you as well. We'll start with the good news from last night in the Rangers' 2-1 to road win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Down one nothing after the first, Artemi Panera netted the game, tying goal in the second period before finding Adam Fox with this beauty of a pass in the third frame to put the blue shirts out in front for good. Here's what the eventual game-winner sounded like, courtesy of MSG. Here's
7: Fox. Leader Panera.
0: That long, long goal-scoring drought for Fox stretched 24 games before his tally last night, giving the Rangers a big statement win over the playoff bound and current Eastern Conference two-seed Hurricanes. Looking ahead to hockey action tonight, the Islanders are out in Columbus taking on the Blue Jackets at 7 p.m. And the Devils will be out in Buffalo taking on the Sabres also at 7 p.m. And now for the not-so-good news from last night with both the Knicks and Nets suffering losses on the hardwood. The Knickerbockers fell 111-106 in Orlando to the Lowly Magic, even with the 25, 25, and 23 from Grimes quickly and Randall, respectively. It was once again the absence of Jalen Brunson that spelled the Knicks doom with the star point guard sitting out due to a sprained right hand. As for the Nets, they lost a close one at home, 116-114 to 114, to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Isaac Okoro played the hero for Cleveland, nailing a three-pointer from the corner with just under one second remaining to hand Brooklyn the heartbreaking loss. Donovan Mitchell led the Cavs and scoring with his 31 points, while Brooklyn's Mikel Bridges showed out once again with his game-high 32. And over to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Men's College Basketball Tournament where Gonzaga, UConn, Kansas State, and FAU survived yesterday to advance to the Elite Eight. Tonight, the other half of the Elite Eight will be decided, starting with five-seed San Diego State against one-seed Alabama at 6.30, followed by five-seed Miami versus one-seed Houston at 7.15, and then 15-seed Princeton against six-seed Creighton at 9, and finally 3 seed Xavier, There's Xavier, I should say, taking on two-seed Texas at 9.45. Here's sports on 77 WABC. I'm Justin Allen. Any chance Princeton can knock off Creighton tonight? That's actually not a terrible matchup for them. I mean, they're playing a six-seed, so... You know, I could imagine, listen, with what they've done so far, I wouldn't count them out. Hmm. All right. Princeton, I, Princeton in the Elite Eight. Mark it down. I, I'm
2: writing it down right now, and then I'll, we'll talk about it on Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till you find out what a fisherman found in Jamaica Bay. There's a murder mystery in the Bronx, and there's an illness mystery out on Long Island. All those stories, uh, stories and more coming up. But first at 520, a check of Wall Street with Lou Dobbs. This
1: is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
3: Wall Street still recovering from this week's sell-off. Another interest rate hike since stocks spiraling. The market back on pace for weekly gains, however. Banks still worrisome despite the promise of a bigger backstop. Shares of regional banks down. First Republic down more than 50% over the past week. PacWest shares down 8%. Treasury Secretary Yellen said the government will take additional steps to stabilize banks. Crude oil futures flat this week. Crude oil down 2% yesterday. The benchmark back. Under $70 a barrel. U.S. manufacturing still contracting. March manufacturing PMI is expected to have declined. Please join me several times each weekday, right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to
1: 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
2: WABC News Time 521 today's catch of the day guns and a lot of them in a stunning find in the waters off Queens a man who went fishing on Tuesday morning found an arsenal of firearms hidden in Jamaica Bay
3: I was walking in the the Bay I was fishing and I saw a big uh, metal box so then I got close to it and I started looking around I saw some garbage bags then I got a little bit closer and I saw some guns pull out of the bag. He didn't catch any fish apparently, but he was trudging
2: through the muck during low tide to see if striped bass were running, but instead he saw this box and three garbage bags with long guns sticking out. He went home and didn't report it initially to anybody, it was troubled, of course, by what he found. And he said he couldn't sleep, so the next day he got up and he called the cops. And the cops sent in scuba divers to the spot where those weapons were found. And, yeah, they found those bags and that box. I left
3: it in the water. I got scared. I left it in the water. Okay. And I don't know what to do. I got scared. Then I, did it. I think I did the right thing.
2: Yes. Yeah, of course you did the right thing. Law enforcement applauding the man who did not want to be identified for speaking up, doing the right thing. The big question, of course, for the NYPD is who's throwing away or even maybe storing guns, big ones, and a lot of them in Jamaica Bay. The question so far, nobody's come back to retrieve them. But, of course, they may have heard the story and they're not going to. But the NYPD at this hour trying to figure it all out. The NYPD also trying to figure out how a woman and who killed a woman up in the Bronx in her apartment. 38-year-old Lizette Gomez found dead Wednesday. Police say they found Gomez unconscious, unresponsive inside of her apartment on Caldwell Avenue. She had trauma to her face and her neck. She was pronounced dead at the scene. Neighbors say they're not shocked by this crime because they say she had somebody that would come around who they saw beating her up.
5: Perfect woman, wonderful woman, lovely big heart. She
3: didn't deserve to die like this. I don't have no words.
2: It's been happening over a year. Of course, the question is, did they call the cops? I mean, if I saw someone beating someone up, I would definitely call 911. Neighbors say they had seen Gomez's boyfriend hitting her inside a building for months after reporting the daily abuse Uh, She decided not to press charges against her boyfriend. Now, we don't know if that's the person behind it all. The NYPD crime unit on the scene all day yesterday collecting evidence from the apartment. So far, they have not made any arrests. 524 now, the so-called super sidewalks along Manhattan's Ninth Avenue. Uh, They don't seem to be too super. The $231 million project that overhauled 14 miles of water mains and sewers and were supposed to create wider sidewalks with more room for pedestrians and bikers have not gone over well with people who use Ninth Avenue all the time they say there's less places to drive, there's not as much room for bikers. People go
4: the wrong way against traffic, you know, it's, it's impossible. I almost got hit yesterday. It's, every day it's like taking your life into your own hands. The dumbest thing ever.
1: How, how can I feel safer crossing the street if I'm almost getting hit with a bike? Looking at the light across the street.
2: Some of this is just getting used to it, right? Grand Central Madison, what did they spend on that? Like a gazillion dollars, and lots of people upset about that. Here they spend $231 million to widen the sidewalk, and then you ask, did they, did they ask New Yorkers what they thought first? Because a lot of New Yorkers are not happy. They cut like two lanes off for this. It's ridiculous.
3: 59th Street 42nd used to be like three minutes. Right now, from 59 to 42nd Street, it's like going to Laguardia. It takes you forever.
2: Yeah, that's a driver complaining. Pedestrians and bikers just can't seem to get along. The
0: bikers will just run you down if you're walking in these new areas, and the bikers just come and go as if it's their own lane, and it's really for pedestrians. They created a, a disaster.
2: Yeah, okay, a ringing endorsement for the $231 million Super Sidewalk Project. I bet they spent a lot of time coming up with that name, too. New York City going to connect more public housing residents to free Wi-Fi and basic cable. Mayor Adams says Big Apple Connect is what they call it, has expanded into NYCHA by more than 50%, reaching 300,000 residents in 200 complexes.
7: The Big Apple uh, Connect is bigger than ever. More than a quarter of a million New Yorkers now have access to internet and cable, and they're using my favorite four letter word free.
2: Lawmakers say it could save each resident. In the NYCHA buildings, about $2,100 a year on internet and television. Adam says, um, they're doing it because internet and, uh, access to the World Wide Web is no longer a luxury, but rather a necessity. Moving the
7: ball forward and really, uh, doing what we promised. We made the promise. We're going to keep the promise and we're going to stay dedicated. Big Apple Connect is connecting New York City to the future.
2: Crazy story out of Southwest Airlines, an off-duty pilot jumping into action after a Southwest Airlines pilot suffered a medical emergency. This was mid-flight. Southwest Flight 6013 had taken off for its trip between Las Vegas and Ohio when the pilot had a medical emergency. So crew members reported the captain had stomach pain, And then he fainted. Thank God, just a coincidence, an off-duty pilot from a different airline who was traveling as a passenger... Then, uh, you know, he raised his hand. And he said, hey, I know how to fly a plane. <laughs> thank God he was there. And the flight deck said, come on over. And he assisted the crew with radio calls as they turned around and took the plane back to Vegas. The plane made it back to Las Vegas where emergency health crews were on the ground ready to tend to that captain. A word on his condition, but good job by that pilot who, thank God, just happened to be aboard that Southwest flight. Right, we got a lot more to get to as we work our way up to 6 o'clock and sit in friends in the morning. 200 kids called out sick at a Long Island high school this week. We'll tell you what that's all about. New York has a new rep czar, and it's not Curtis Slewa. And are they really going to take away our TikTok fun? Those stories and more are coming up after this. <laughs>
1: The 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Laden on 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. This is the 77 WABC News Hour with Noam Laden. Yeah,
2: that's me 5:31. Good morning. It is Friday, March 24th. Happy Friday. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Cloudy day on the way. Could see some rain. High 53. Tonight overnight we'll definitely see some rain. Low 42. Saturday, yeah. More rain, high 48. And then Sunday, the sun reappears, high 60. If you are walking out the door with us right now, it's 47 and cloudy here in Midtown. 49 degrees out on Long Island, 50 and cloudy in northern New Jersey. Let's go out to Long Island, where there is a mystery illness going around Babylon High School. Absences at the school with roughly 700 students hit 253, right? So 700 students, 253 calling out this week. They're all suffering uh, the neurovirus. Do I need to explain what this is? You might be eating your Rice Krispies, but it's ugly. It's not good.
7: Make sure there was nothing going
2: on in the school cafeteria. Oh, so this sir. is the, uh, I should say, this is the Suffolk County Health Commissioner who, when all these kids started calling out with the stomach bug, was worried that somehow maybe they had been poisoned or sickened in the cafeteria, but that's not the case. Make sure there
7: was nothing going on in the school cafeteria or serving areas um, that would be suspicious for some kind of foodborne illness, and they didn't find anything.
2: Yes, yeah, so some parents uh, say they're a little frustrated that the school didn't act sooner. I don't know he could act sooner if there's a stomach bug going around. But well, kids
1: were coming to school. They didn't know they were sick and they were throwing up in trash cans at the school dance. That's nice.
3: We just got in the house.
7: I just got him the sick bucket and it was constant. He must have lost like 14 pounds. I told
2: you you shouldn't be eating a Rice Krispies right now. Nora. Virus, of course, spreads through direct contact with the person. Uh, You you can get it from, like, touching a table. I mean, you know, it's very very easy to pass this thing around. So at this school, of course, they're wiping down everything. It's kind of like the pandemic days, and um, everybody's washing their hands a lot. Always, yeah. Always washing my hands. Every time I leave class, always using hand sanitizer. Good idea. The health department's caseworkers are investigating the outbreak. By the way, as of this morning, those absences, or I should say as of Thursday, those absences that were at 253 earlier in the week were down to 112, maybe even less when the school bell rings this morning. Well, we'll stay out on Long Island as Long Island continues to battle water issues. A new plan is proposing to save billions of gallons of wastewater. Environmental official Chris Murphy oversees a Great Neck facility that treats millions of gallons of sewage water daily that ultimately gets sent to Manhasset Bay.
0: So we're taking 3 million gallons of drinking water, essentially, and we're pumping it into a saltwater body. So it's a real waste.
2: So it's happening at nearly 200 other sewage plants elsewhere on Long Island. So Murphy unveiling a plan this week to reuse that treated wastewater to irrigate golf courses, parks, nurseries, college campuses instead of using expensive drinking water for those areas. That's that's some smart thinking. Advocates say this type of recycling is already being done. California, Florida, and nearby in New Jersey, and it could save billions of gallons of drinking water. California,
4: New Jersey, Florida are already way ahead of us. They do this routinely. Yeah, I
2: just said that. President Biden marking the 13th anniversary of the Affordable Care Act yesterday.
3: All Americans deserve a peace of mind that if an illness strikes, an accident occurs, you can get the care you need.
2: He called the bill that was signed by former President Obama the most consequential health care legislation since the creation of Medicare and Medicaid. Biden says he's now focused on expanding the law known as Obamacare to offer Americans more affordable insurance and now uh, lower drug prices. Getting more
3: people affordable insurance, lowering prescription drug prices, giving families more breathing room. And I think all of us could use those lower drug prices. And it's an extraordinary achievement by President Obama. And while the Affordable Care Act has been called a lot of things, Obamacare is the most fitting description.
2: WABC Time 536 is down to Florida. A judge hearing motions yesterday in the case against Scott Peterson, the school resource officer on duty during the massacre in Parkland, Florida. He's charged with child neglect, uh, negligence, and his defense attorney, Uh, is filing a motion to have the judge specifically define the word caregiver, because I guess that was part of the description of his job. The
0: best definition that they're given is caregiver means a parent, adult household member, or other person responsible for the child's welfare. Well, what what, what does that mean? Does that include the janitor who, for the welfare of the kids, cleans the bathroom? You know, how far does that go?
2: His attorney also wants jurors to answer a questionnaire on media attention regarding the case which the judge did grant, the motion regarding the definition of caregiver that was denied, the trial it's set to begin in May.
0: Or was he a law enforcement officer at the time? And was he working in his official capacity? If so, under that definition, he does not apply.
2: You'll remember he got a lot of blowback uh, in the uh, days after that Parkland shooting because he could be seen racing away from the scene instead of racing towards it. WABC News Time, 539, have you been watching these protests in Paris? Some of them turning violent over the last 24 hours as folks there protest a measure to raise France's retirement age.
6: It's not fair. It's not, uh, I think it's, it's not respectful for, for us. We have to really think about the balance between your personal life and your professional life.
2: Tear gas had to be used uh, in the French capital, France's president, defending his decision to implement the bill, saying that he doesn't enjoy the measure, but insisted he had to take action. They just don't have the money. They got to raise that rate retirement age.
3: I don't think that his arguments are completely justified, and I don't think it's the best solution.
2: Back here, Border Patrol agents say they're seeing a 900% increase in the number of people from China showing up at the Texas border with Mexico seeking asylum. Did You heard me right, 900% increase. Here's uh, Congressman Tony Gonzalez, who is from that district.
6: If I was Chinese and living under uh, Xi Jinping's communist a harsh rule I, I try to flee as well.
2: South Texas Republican says this migration trend is making millions for the cartels. Chinese migrants are paying as much as fifty thousand dollars for the trip to the southern border so they can get over. The feds say it is not linked to a surge of fentanyl. Uh, An assistant ICE director telling Congress that there are no ties to drug smuggling. It's just Chinese showing up at the border hoping to become American citizens. Making
6: the cartels more powerful, more rich. And it's not going to stop with the Chinese. I mean, you're seeing record numbers of
2: Russians. Yeah, we see Russians not only at the southern border, but at the northern Canada, Canadian border as well. Congressman Gonzalez says the open border politics of the Biden administration is fueling all this. We
6: don't know who's coming into our country. This is a danger in it. You have bad actors in there as well.
2: 541 Asa Hutchinson. Considering a run for the White House in 2024, there's so many people considering. We might just read off the names of the people who are not considering a run. The former Arkansas governor expressing his aspirations to Republicans in Southern California yesterday.
4: During a three-day trip, the 72-year-old told members of a South Orange County Republican Women's Club that he believes our country needs leaders who have been governors and who have led in tough circumstances, like through a pandemic. Hutchinson, who has supported former President Trump in the past, told the group he feels the party needs a course correction. I'm Phil Hewlett.
2: House of Republicans demanding documents related to the chaotic and deadly withdrawal from Afghanistan. Holding a hearing yesterday. I
8: need you to respond. Uh, and if you fail, I am prepared to serve you
2: with a subpoena. Texas Republican Michael McCall there making the threat during a congressional hearing that included Secretary of State Antony Blinken. It's related to a request to obtain a dissent cable authored by diplomats serving in the U.S. Embassy in Kabul before the 2021 withdrawal.
8: I believe this committee and the American people, after what happened, for God's sakes, after what happened in that dreadful August, need to see
2: this cable... All right, let's bring it back home. WABC News Time 542. Governor Hochul wants to put New York's illegal weed shops out of business. The governor wants to see a crackdown on all the unlicensed cannabis shops that are springing up all over. In the city alone, there's 1,500 black market storefronts. There's only, what, less than 10 legal pot shops so far. State Senator Brad Hoylman-Siegel thinks this is a good idea. He says it's about time they go after these illegal weed shops. I'm supportive of any efforts to shut these illegal cannabis shops down. They are a nuisance, an eyesore. Well, maybe the state should open up the legal ones faster. or You know, I don't, that might be one idea. Hochul's plan would see illegal pot shops slapped with a $10,000 a day fine. And uh, by the way, the same state senator, Brad Oilman siegel is in favor of that. These cannabis shops don't pay
6: taxes. They're operating way outside of the law. But most importantly, they are dangerous, dangerous to young people, to tourists and to others who may think just because a cannabis shop is open on a block, many in my district, that they're selling a product that has
2: been sanctioned. Hoco also wants tax agents deputized as peace officers so they can arrest phony weed sellers on the spot. 544 now. Let's go back down to Washington. Don't cut the Pentagon's budget. That's the message the nation's defense secretary and chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff delivering to a House committee yesterday. All
1: these programs are going to have to, would have to uh, get cut back, um, and that's unfortunate.
2: That's General Mark Milley specifying uh, a cut in military readiness should uh, not be uh, taken. Lloyd Austin added that uh, cyber threats have become a big deal and dealing with them would be impacted by any potential cuts to the military.
1: Everything that's been achieved over the last three, four, five, six years, seven years, all of that would start going in the opposite direction.
3: Cyber threats in this day and age are enormous and they come from every corner of the globe.
2: Yeah. All right. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin during that hearing yesterday in Washington. Coming up now, 545. Let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk where we find Justin O'Hare.
0: Thanks, Noam. We'll start with the good news from last night in the Rangers' 2-1 road win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Down one nothing after the first. Artemi Panarin netted the game-tying goal in the second period before finding Adam Fox with this beauty of a pass in the third frame to put the blue shirts out in front for good. Here's what the eventual game winner sounded like, courtesy of MSG. That long goal-scoring draft for Fox stretched 24 games before his tally last night, giving the Rangers a big statement win over the playoff bound and current Eastern Conference two-seed Hurricanes looking ahead to ice hockey action. Tonight, out in Columbus, the Islanders will face it off with the Blue Jackets at 7 p.m. And also at 7 p.m., the Devils will be out in Buffalo taking on the Sabres. And now for the not-so-good news from last night. With both the Knicks and Nets suffering losses on the hardwood, the Knickerbockers fell 111-106 to in Orlando to the lowly Magic, even with 25-25 and 23 from Grimes, Quickly and Randall, respectively. It was once again the absence of Jalen Brunson that spelled the Knicks' doom, with the star point guard sitting out due to a sprained right hand. As for the Nets, they lost a close one at home, 116-114 to to the Cleveland Cavaliers' Okoro played the hero for Cleveland, nailing a three-pointer from the corner with just under one second remaining to hand Brooklyn the heartbreaking loss. Donovan Mitchell led the Cavs in scoring with his 31 points, while Brooklyn's Mikhail Bridges showed out once again with his game-high 32. And over to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Men's College Basketball Tournament where gonzaga Yukon, kansas State- and FAU survived yesterday to advance to the Elite Eight. Tonight, the other half of the Elite Eight will be decided, starting with five-seed San Diego State against one-seed Alabama at 6.30 p.m., followed by five-seed Miami versus one-seed Houston at 7.15, 15-seed Princeton against six-seed Creighton at 9, and finally three-seed Xavier taking on two-seed Texas at 9.45. Here on WABC, I'm Justin Ellick with your sports update. FAU, the big surprise of last night? Uh, Yeah, I would say so.
2: Hmm. All right. Let's hope Princeton's the other one come tonight. Here's to
0: uh, crossing our fingers there, Noam laden
2: Let's hope they get what it would be, the Elite Eight, if they win tonight. You got that right. All right. Let's get you up on some of the big stories of the morning. Last night, a man in custody after he fired shots at NYPD cops sitting in a marked vehicle, shooting taking place, East Village, East 4th Street. It was about 8 o'clock last night. The gunman turn that gun towards the officer sitting in the vehicle. Thank God he missed. The officers fired back. They missed as well, but they were able to catch up with this dope and took him into custody. Both officers were taken to the hospital for ringing in their ears from all that gunfire. Uh, Queens Thursday night, uh, NYPD now investigating six incidents of anti-Semitic vandalism. They believe a man seen on surveillance video in multiple locations has been scrawling symbols of hate in forest hills and regal park and that comes as anti-semitic incidents plaguing new york and new jersey in just an unbelievable way the anti-defamation league says new york state had the most reported anti-semitic incidents of any state across the nation in 2022
6: it's a new record for new york we've never seen so many incidents in the 42 years uh that that we've been uh, forty three years actually since nineteen seventy nine uh that we've been keeping track of such data. Yeah
2: it seems like a new thing. I don't remember anything like this before. Of course uh New York City has the second largest Jewish population in the world after Israel. That increase, a 39 percent increase compared to 2021. Most of the incidents happening in Brooklyn, others in Manhattan, Long Island. Meanwhile, the ADL says New Jersey also had its worst year when it came to anti-Semitic incidents. Most
6: of those took place in New York City, specifically in Brooklyn. It's longer term factors like The rise of social media and the idea of all the hate and misinformation that's on social media. The megaphone that this gives to haters the ability to find others who share their hateful views, which was very hard before social media. Mm.
2: 551, President, uh, former President Trump waiting to find out what's going to happen to him with this grand jury here in Manhattan. Is the case going to fall apart? We've been waiting all week to see if the former president would be indicted. He predicted he'd be arrested here on stop. Tuesday for this alleged Please. payment to Stormy Daniels. Begging you to stop. <laughs> I'm begging. Well, you. I have. This people want to know the story. This is one of the biggest stories of the week. It right. is the biggest story of the yeah. week.
7: There was no story. There never was. Like I told you, Monday morning at six.
2: Right? Yeah. So is he going to be arrested finally? Of course. Ever? Oh. Well, okay. So that I'm not. I'm not off by. But nobody cares. The story it doesn't though. mean anything. Well, you're
7: going to be off by a week. You're going to be off by ten every day. You're going to wait? even Howard Stern said enough already. Every day is he getting arrested? He's not getting arrested. Well, Let's just wait till he gets arrested and then we'll talk about
2: it. He's going to get arrested. I have all this great audio from last night from Cats and Cosby. You want me just to scrap it? Yes, all of it. Just play <laughs> Reggie Jackson with Howard Stern. Okay, yeah, what's okay. the matter with you? Right, can you get me that audio And I'm I playing. do. I've got five great cuts. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that, that's coming up, I guess, soon enough.
7: <laughs> oh, do you have Joe Tacopino with them last night?
2: I do. You want to yeah, hear you what you may Joe as well Tacopino play play that? said? Because yeah. I love
7: Joe, and Joe's going to be on with my friend Chuck Todd and Meet the Press on Sunday, so.
2: Joe Tacopino, of course, if you don't have him following the story close enough, is representing the president in this case here in New York. And he says that Bob Costello, who was the key witness for Trump on Monday, blew so many holes in this case. And that may be the reason the grand jury has not met since that Monday meeting. They were supposed to meet Wednesday and then possibly again yesterday. And both of those were scrapped.
8: Look, it could be as simple as logistical issues and scheduling issues. But I have to believe that something is going on. Inside the district attorney's office, that's causing them to take a step back and say, hey, what are we doing here? I think enough people have come out on both sides of the fence, left side, right side, middle, you know, and have said this is outrageous. This violates rule of law. This puts our country in a position where we're on par with, you know, the Soviet Union, China, Nazi Germany, where we take a person and we look for a crime. We do not do
2: that in this country. Joe was on Cats and Cosby last night. Of course, listen every night, 5 o'clock, right here, 77 WABC. And by the way, tonight, Governor Andrew Cuomo going to be here live and in person at 8 o'clock. He's going to talk about the state of New York, the state of New York City, the state of our country. And word is, is he's going to take phone calls. So uh, here's a chance to say whatever you like, I assume, if he opens up the phone calls tonight at 8 o'clock. You know what's right interesting here.
7: about this? What's is um, I don't dislike Andrew Cuomo, I despise him. I think he's one of the worst human beings that God has ever created. One of the most corrupt and nastiest, arrogant politicians we've ever had. So when he takes calls tonight, it's going to be great.
2: As Sid from uh, Manhattan, yeah. And When he answers, you will go, "Baba booey, Baba booey, <laughs> yeah. Baba booey." No, but
7: on a serious note, yeah. it's gonna, it's a great guest, a great it guest. Is. Because I can't wait to hear uh, what his next lie is going to be. <laughs> Because all he does is lie, of course. And then uh, I do want to hear the callers call up, and hopefully they just blast this guy. Just blast him.
2: Well, you can only imagine what our callers are going to do to him.
7: Right, so, exactly. Yeah. So this is a great guest. Yeah. I hate the guy. Hate's a strong word, but I do hate him. And uh, this will be a great guest. Appointment radio tonight, 8 o'clock right now. The here, first phone call should be from his douchebag brother, Chris. <laughs> well, maybe it will be. No, that I hope, it's, be from, it. I be hope it's from you, actually. It is yeah. going to be from me, just <laughs> you know i got to do this uh, Brian Kilmeade show, One Nation, for Fox News tomorrow night. Then I'm going to call
2: into Andrew Cuomo. Okay. Yeah. The Academy Awards proving again that they can change the lives of those who go home with an Oscar. WABC film critic Joe Malisi has more.
5: No, there's been quite a few big film stories coming out in the last few days. Oscar-winning directors The Daniels have been revealed to have directed an episode of a new Star Wars series. One of the two, Daniel Kwan, posted on his Instagram story that they only directed one episode of the upcoming show, Skeleton Crew, and that their next feature is an original project. Another reveal from a few days ago has Jordan Peele's next feature film coming out Christmas of 2024. The director of movies such as Get Out and Nope has not given us anything about this picture, from title to cast and anything in between. However, fans may be speculating that this could be some sort of holiday horror film. You can read more about both of these stories on WABCRadio.com. But for now, I'm Joe Malisi with a different take on this week's
2: Cinema in 60 Seconds. WABC News Time 555. Donald Trump's current legal woes have spawned yet another attempt to take his name off a Hudson Valley park. The sponsor of state legislation, the 7th attempt, by the way, uh, they think might be the charm. It, they want to strip his name from, uh, it's called the Donald Donald J. Trump Park, from a 436-acre park in Westchester County. It's in Yorktown. It was named after the 45th president after he donated the property to the state back in 2006. And now uh, State Senator Brad Hoyleman Siegel wants to remove the Trump signs from the park and from the Taconic State Parkway as well that, say, hey, this next stop is the Donald Trump Park. I think it's the shame of New York that we have a state park named after a twice impeached
6: president who incited the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th that
2: led to the death of five officers. Now, they've tried this seven times or this will be the seventh time that they've tried to take his name down. But they probably should ask New Yorkers what they think, because here are some New Yorkers in Westchester who were asked, do you want Donald J. Trump, to being the name being taken down off this park that he donated back in 2006? I think they're wrong. They shouldn't
4: do it. Bad idea to change it. Why? Because the man took his own time and money
2: to... Donate this park to New York State.
3: I think he earned the right to have the name on the park.
2: Yeah, probably you should ask the New Yorkers before you make that move. About a minute away from the Friday edition of Sid and Friends in the morning. Let's find out what's happening on the big show from Justin Ellick.
0: Well, uh, thank you. No, I'm just a couple of minutes out here. I'm going to need that again because I don't know how to say his name. But uh, we. Got... What are you talking about? I was talking to Sydney. We got oh. a we got a big uh, big Greek uh, big Greek docket. Uh, Apostolopoulos. Apostolopoulos. Steve
7: Apostolopoulos, a Canadian Greek billionaire. Mm. And what's amazing about this is, it's probably a very small club of Greek billionaires led by our boss, our very beloved John Catsimatidis. Yet yeah, John didn't know this guy. Huh? But now he's become aware of him, and Steve will make his debut on this station on our show, coming up at nine thirty
0: today. Yep. Big time guy. Big we're, football guy. We're looking forward to it. And, uh, we're looking forward to all our other guests as well. Here we go. Nome, 640 this morning. Curtis Lewis, with 705. The great John Katsipatiti, 725. Ernie Anastas, 740 this morning. Teddy Atlas, 825 a.m. this morning. Some nuggets with Nome, 840 this morning. Joe Takapina, 905 this morning. Frank Catania, and 925 this morning. Tony or Lando. We're ready to go now.
2: Wait, is that the Frank Catania from Real Housewives of New Jersey? You yes. know it. Oh, yeah. my God. Mm-hmm. I can't be more excited. Oh, yeah. you know what's just really excited? all kidding aside, is... Um... I'm not kidding, though.